This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for September 21st, 2014. The Gospel is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. The message is by Father Ron Baird. The theme of today's Gospel would be something like, grumble, grumble, grumble. In the story, Jesus tells, um, and this comes right after the whole thing about how many times should I forgive my brother if they sin against me, and things about um, what do you do if someone, uh, you have conflict with someone from Matthew 18. And so Jesus tells this parable about a man who owned a vineyard. And he goes out at 6 o'clock in the morning because day labor was pretty common in those days for people who didn't own property. And so he goes out and he hires people to go out and work in the vineyard. Could have been an olive garden, it could have been a a grape vineyard, it could have been different kinds, but either way they're going out and working, tending the vineyard. And so they agree to the usual daily pay, which was one silver denarii, that was the general pay for the day. And so he goes back at nine o'clock, which is three hours later, and says, "Um, well, you all, are you looking for work? And some people said, yeah, we're looking for work. And he said, then go ahead and go on out into the vineyard. And they went back at noon, did the same. And then again at 3, and then finally at 5 o'clock, he comes back, and there's still a few people standing around. And he said, why are you standing here? And they said, well, nobody's hired us. He said, well, go into the vineyard, and I'll pay you, um, you know, whatever is reasonable. So they go out and work for one hour. Now, when the day is over, the laborers come back to the courtyard where the manager for the um, owner would then pay people. In those days, if you were a day laborer, you got paid at the end of the day for the work that you'd done. And so the, he said, start with the last. And so the, the people who had worked one hour came up, and he, the manager gave them each one denarii. Well, you can almost see the, the wheels spinning in the other people's heads. They're going, Oh, if he paid them a denarii for one hour, or hour 12 hours. That's like 12 denarii. They probably had the money spent before they even got up to a place. And then yet, at each successive group, he only gave them one denarii, which is what um, the usual daily wage was. And the people were furious with him. How dare you? These people worked one hour, and you're paying them the same he paid us when we were out there in the heat all day? You know, that's not right. It's not fair. And the owner says, well, are you envious because I'm generous? Didn't I pay you what you agreed to? You know, go away. And so when we look at that passage, it's an odd sort of passage because in reality, um, it does seem unfair, doesn't it? I mean, it it surprises me because it's one of those times when you can actually unite pro-labor and pro-business people. Everybody would agree that the owner of the vineyard is is a jerk. They wouldn't agree about it for the same reason, but they would agree. (laughs) The pro-business people would think that he was being really stupid to pay the people for one hour as much as you pay somebody for a full day. And the pro-labor people would say it's not fair to pay uh, the people who work for 12 hours what you paid somebody for one hour. They should be paid equally for equal work. But they would agree that they didn't like the owner. But it tells us something about God's kingdom. Because the truth is, is it doesn't really matter if you um, come to salvation when you're five years old or when you're 65 years old, you get the same reward. You know, both, parts get, both parties get salvation. You know, we can't very well say, well, how come I had to be a good Christian all those years and those people didn't? 
You know, and there was a time when people used to do that. A lot of uh, kings and things would not be baptized until they were on their deathbed. That way they could commit all the sins they wanted to up until that point, and then they were done. It's kind of strange. But Theodosius, who was an emperor, once commissioned statues of the, of the 13 apostles. And when asked, why do you have 13 apostles? There are only 12 apostles. And he said, yes, but I am the 13th. And so, as we all know, the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. <laughs> and he was the 13th and the last. So that weird kind of thinking. But it lends us back to the point of, why do people grumble? I know you all don't have any personal experience of it, but... Jealousy, sometimes? Dissatisfaction? Human nature? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it all boils down to one central sort of thing. And that's that we grumble when we perceive that, that we have been treated unfairly. When something isn't fair, we grumble. Now what astounds me is that we manage to become adults and never have it occur to us that life isn't fair. I mean, those of you who have lived long enough to experience life, has, has life always been fair to you? So why is it that somehow or other we think that by grumbling that will change it? What's even more is if grumbling worked to make justice come about, I'd say go for it. But does it really work? I mean, if, do you like to be around people that are grumbling at you about something? It doesn't get you anywhere. I mean, and, and even if you were loud enough and, and obnoxious enough that they finally gave in and gave you what you wanted... What did it cost you to do that in terms of the relationship? I mean, it just you know, dismantles it. And ultimately, you won't be happy anyway. Does grumbling make you happy? So why do we do it? It's really because we have this idea that life ought to be fair and that we are in charge of making it so. And, and if it's not fair, then obviously God's not doing his job, and, and we always seem very willing to step into his place and take care of it for him. And the result usually is grumbling. Even in the Garden of Eden, when Eve ate off of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and ate that fruit, when he says to Adam, Why, what have you done? Why have you done this thing? When God says to Adam, Adam says, it was that woman you gave me grumble, grumble, grumble. (laughs) It's somebody else's fault. And what's amazing about it is that when you juxtapose that attitude, which we can somewhat accept as, well, everybody does it, so it must be okay, to Paul. Now, Paul is writing to the church at Philippi, and do you know where he is? He's in prison. Now, prison isn't a nice place in these days. Matter of fact, it was usually a hole in the ground, a pit that they basically dropped you into 